Welcome to Aiming for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we're interviewing interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we will be interviewing Eric Gilmore, who is the executive director and founder of Immerse Arkansas, which is a social group that works with children who are aging out of foster care. So here's the interview. Welcome, Mr. Eric Gilmore. You are the executive director at Immerse Arkansas. Could you tell us a little bit about what Immerse Arkansas is and what their mission is? Sure, yeah. So at Immerse, our big goal is to help youth from crisis transform into overcomers. So that looks like helping youth who um, have experienced abuse or neglect, maybe they've been in foster care or have aged out of foster care, or they're homeless, runaway, trafficking victims, those kinds of situations, helping them get the tools they need, relationships they need to take steps towards success and towards living on their own. Yeah, that's great. It's really useful in Arkansas. Let's, how many kids have you reached? How many kids did you reach last year? Yeah, last year we reached about 600 young people. And that's through some different programs that we do. So we run a center here in Little Rock uh, where we served about 200 young people out of that, um, mostly teens and young adults who are in those kinds of situations. And then um, we support foster and adoptive families too, so that are parenting some of these young people and need support. And so we're able to reach a bunch of young people that way as well. Awesome, that's, yeah, that's really great, You're really helpful. So why did you start Immerse Arkansas? Well, so my wife and I uh, were house parents at a group home, four kids in foster care. But really it goes back uh, farther than that for me. So my dad was a pastor and we always had missionaries in our home and they're always coming with slideshows and pictures and presentations uh, from around the world. And there's always just starving kids in there and then we went to some different countries, worked in some orphanages, and just early on had a tug in my heart to do something to help vulnerable kids. So I just kind of used that. And then I uh, had never heard about foster care, probably until I got to college. And met, uh, my wife there, she was studying social work and, and just kind of, she had a heart for kids too. And uh, just as we learned about the need, we wanted to do more. So we became house parents at a group home and started working with teenagers in foster care and trying to help them um, you know, finish school and do what they needed to do. And saw kids turning 18 and having a really hard time. So there was this girl that we were helping, she turned 18 and she just had a really, really, really rough time as she aged out of foster care. So once she turned 18, just kind of lost all the support. Just felt like that wasn't okay, it was wrong. And um, kind of like somebody needs to do something and then we thought, oh, well, maybe we should do something and uh, try and make a difference. So it's kind of how we got going. That's, that's awesome. And that's a great story. Um, how, what, who funds and how do you get funding for Immerse Arkansas? Yeah, so it's, we're largely supported by the community. So churches, individuals, businesses, we've got about a third of our uh, funding comes from the government. So some from the from the federal government, some from just a little bit from the state. But I don't know, it's maybe 40 plus years ago, uh, there was an act called the Runaway and Homeless Youth Act that designated some federal funding to support 
specifically the young people that we help. Uh, so it helps run our center, helps uh, some of the houses that we have, helps run those uh, for youth that are transitioning. That's, that's really great. So that's, to get another, a lighthearted question here. Um, sure. What do you like to do, or if you have a hobby, what is it? Yeah, I love to be outside. So anything that involves the woods or canoeing, kayaking, hammocks, all those things. And Arkansas is a great place to have those kinds of hobbies. So that's the kind of stuff I love to do. I love to do it with my kids, family, myself, whatever. Yeah, that's it definitely you? is. Sir? How about you? What are your what do you like to do for fun? Well, I like programming and podcasting. And cool. so Obviously. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah, speaking of Arkansas, is Immerse going to expand in, like, the next 10 years from uh, out of Arkansas, or do you think we're going to stick to Arkansas for now? Yeah, great question. You know, uh, we'll see. The goal is really, initially, uh, we want to do something that works really, really well, especially for young people in Arkansas. So a lot of what we do is still pretty centralized here to the middle of the state, and I think as we... Uh, strengthen and improve what we're doing we'll be able to move and help more youth in different parts of the state and then at that point too maybe um, outside of Arkansas who knows but right now our focus is primarily on Arkansas and uh, teens and young adults here yeah it's it's very helpful and we know a lot of people who are who are with immersed or are fosters or mm. have adopted kids around here yeah. so you work a lot with teenagers, but what were you like a lot as a teenager yourself? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, man. So, I don't know. Um, I was involved in a lot of things at school. So, did some basketball, did the school newspaper, did student government, those kinds of things. So, I don't know, it's this weird mix of I kind of um, not real crazy about the spotlight, but at the same time, I always wanted to do things to help make a difference in what was going on. So ended up being involved in, um, you know, just some student leadership things and work projects and community service and trying to kind of rally uh, my fellow students to engage in some of those things. So one level, kind of quiet, reserved, introverted, another level, uh, just enjoyed trying to uh, push our student body towards um, serving and making a difference in the community. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Speaking of school, what was your favorite subject? Uh, I really liked English. Uh, that, that was always really interesting to me in terms of reading good information and uh, learning how to communicate and um, you're just learning how to, to craft different things that way. Great. Yeah, that's, it is, it really is fun. I do, I do a lot of English, especially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so this podcast is geared a lot more towards teenagers. And is there anything that teenagers could do to help immerse or to help with your mission? Like spread the word or something? Yeah, for sure. Yes. Awareness is a big deal. Um, also too, you know, sometimes, um, you might not realize it, but there might be folks in your circle, friends in your circle that need help. So maybe they're um, having a hard time at home or um, 
they're experiencing some kind of crisis. And so we're always here to help. And it's always helpful. Sometimes the teens can point teens to getting help, but we've got a safe line. It's 510-SAFE. So 501-510-SAFE. And um, we've got bracelets and that kind of thing. You can pass out, hand those around. You know, a lot of times um, we've got a couple of young people that they are, they help us identify um, young people that need help. So if they see a homeless young person that's holding a sign out around town, they'll call us and our team will go and we'll try and help and do whatever we can to help. So that's a big help. Uh, then in terms of volunteering, we have student groups. Sometimes that will put together care packages, uh, maybe let's say a little food bags or hygiene kits or things like that that we pass out at our center, or we pass out in the streets. Um, so assembling those kits and packages is always a big help. And then we can get those to young people that need them as well. That's awesome. Yeah, we've a lot, my school did it, I believe, and a few other things that I'm part of have done the care packages, and it's yeah. really great. Yeah, so, for more about adults, if they can't foster or adopt kids, is how what's the best way that they can help? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big jump sometimes to, to foster or adopt. Um, but, you know, everybody, including these young people, they need various levels of relationships. So kind of the next rung below that would be somebody that's a mentor that says, hey, I'm going to stick with you as you kind of experience life's up and downs until you get to a stable place and just build a supportive relationship, almost like a, a friendship uh, that gives them just a safe place to the teen, a safe place to grow and kind of explore the world. But even down from there, uh, these young people, they need job references or they need um, sometimes help learning how to drive or things like that. So just some one-time things. So a lot of it's really around relationships. And so folks can go to our website and uh, learn more about how to become a mentor, how to, how to volunteer in different ways to become a part of that support network for these young people. That's, that's really great that that's available for everyone. Um, so we always ask every single one of our guests this. Yeah. And a lot of these books we read, but so what, have, what are the books that have had an impact on you? Yeah, you know, so two that stick out for, to me from my teen years would be, one was this one called No Compromise. Uh, this is about the life of Keith Green. Has that ever hit your radar? Maybe. I, I've, I've heard of a lot of books, but I don't know if that's Yeah, sure. So it's this guy, Keith Green. Um, he was a, a singer, songwriter um, back in the early kind of Jesus movement kind of days. Um, but just fascinating story about his life. And then another one, it's called, I think it's called The Shadow, In the Shadow of the Almighty. That's uh, about Jim Elliott, written by his wife, Elizabeth Elliott. Those are just two people that they just lived out their convictions so they had some I don't know about extreme thoughts but they had some real serious thoughts about what does it look like to live life uh, as a father of Jesus and then they did it and just some real um, real sincere and real authentic ways so those are really inspiring to me as a, as a young person and even now I'll pick those up every now and then they sound both very interesting and we'll definitely add those to our list to read so what advice do you have for teenagers? Mm, I would say one, you know, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it feels like life is going slow or fast, but one is just to enjoy uh, where you are and kind of soak it up for 
for what it's worth. And then two, I just um, would encourage you just to always just kind of peek around the corner a little bit. So maybe if you are a teenager, look at some young adults in their early 20s and just start to, to observe what's important to them. What are their priorities? What are they focused on? Uh, what are some of their goals? What are the, the questions that they're asking? And then you don't have to embrace all of those because you're not in your 20s yet, but just start to start to look at that and start to embrace some of that. And uh, I think sometimes it's just so valuable to look at just that next stage of life, start to learn some of those lessons a little earlier. It gives you a leg up as you progress in life. So that's what I'd say. Enjoy where you're at. And then two, try and peek around the corner a little bit, see what you can learn, uh, see how you can be better prepared for the future. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been really a joy to have you on here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, it's been awesome. That was an awesome interview. What do you have to say about it, Maddie? Yes, I love, I'm very passionate about foster care because I have a lot of uh, friends that have gone through that process. And so I loved that. I loved hearing about another organization that's just trying to help. And I loved, what I really, really liked about Immerse Arkansas is that they're not just focusing on foster kids in general. They're mostly focusing on kids who've aged out of foster care, like 18 year olds and how, yeah, they may be technically considered an adult, but they still need help and support and I love that they're just trying to help. I really loved how Mr. Gilmore took the initiative to start Immerse after he was involved with that girl. Mm-hmm. And that he saw, he saw the, the firsthand experience of aging out of foster care. And yes. Yeah, I love that it. it takes a lot of guts and faith to execute a dream or a see, see a need, fill a need. Like, it's it takes a lot of like it takes a lot of guts and confidence to go through with that, and it's he's just been blessed. I mean, with Immerse Arkansas, it's like, it's incredible. Yes, it it really is awesome. So he recommended two books. So I guess Maddie is going to read those or put those on her list to read. Definitely. And his advice was awesome. His advice was basically look around the corner and. Think, see if you can learn anything in the in your next stage of life. Like, kind of shadow someone in that. Don't stalk them. Yeah, don't don't, stalk them. don't stalk. We do not support stalking here. That's <laughs> creepy. Shadow. Just see shadow. what their priorities are and take and learn from their mistakes. See how they're doing life, and they might be your role model or older sibling or cousin or something, and just see what how they're doing. How are they? tackling life as an early 20s or something yes totally so yeah and thanks so much eric gilmore if you're listening for going on and talking to us about immerse arkansas and everything that you do and again we're going to probably put immerse arkansas hopefully if i remember we're going to put immerse arkansas page so if you want to volunteer donate or if you want to do anything with them on this episode's description And we will also go in and put their help number or safe number on our page if you need to call them or do anything. Yeah, so just visit us at aimingforthemoon.com. No space, no caps, just aimingforthemoon.com. And it'll be posted um, how to contact them. And we're starting, yeah, so just we're starting to do profile, like 
profiles of all the people. So yes, I have. I have been putting our website in the notes for the podcast on every single one of our episodes. So if you just want to check out the podcast notes and hit our link, then we'd be very happy to hear from you. If you have any suggestions about what we should do next, who should we do next, or anything that you want us to change. So yeah, let us know what you think about us and our podcast. So the best way, if you want to do that, is to go to our episodes page. And they have a comment section. We have a comment section under each of our episodes. And just, I don't know, type something in there. Maddie and I have both um, put some thread up on the first episode. Said, I think, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maddie's opinion, I believe she already said that. Maddie posts her opinion on her books. Sounds like a a newspaper, Maddie's opinion. (laughs) It does. But yeah, so I posted my thoughts on Death Comes for the Archbishop a couple days ago. Um, And so just, you can check that out on our website under blog. And I'm currently reading When Things Fall Apart, which was recommended by Dr. Chris Jones. And so, yeah, I'll be tackling that book and I'll post my opinion on it next week. Yes. Oh, and if you don't know who Dr. Chris Jones is, he was our third episode, the last episode that we just did, and he was the former assistant dean of MIT and current executive director of the Arkansas Innovation Hub. So yeah, check us out there, and we keep forgetting to (laughs) just ask you guys to rate us, because it really helps get into the algorithm of the Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to keep up with our podcast and what we like to say. So yeah. Don't forget, set your sights high and aim for the moon.